Chapter 1. When Love and Money Collide It all starts with the vows, for richer or poorer. We stand up at our weddings and recite those vows fully expecting that we will happily stand by each other no matter what. We have big dreams about the life we're starting with this person we love so much. Every marriage starts with big hopes and dreams. You walk down the aisle celebrating all the beautiful ways you connect as a couple, all those little moments of excitement and joy and intimacy and fun and love and goodness that have been the building blocks of your relationship. And for a while, those hopes and dreams and joys are enough to carry you through the adjustments of marriage. And then life happens. It doesn't matter if things go along just as you planned or if your plans get derailed early on. The bottom line is that life, no matter how great it is, pushes a lot of our hopes and dreams to the side. You have jobs, you have kids, you buy a house, you lose a house, your parents get older, you find yourself stressed out by the present and worried about the future. And over time, through no fault of your own, those dreams you had for your life together get put on the back burner, and one by one, they start to dry up and disappear. The dream to buy a house? Can't afford it. The dream of going back to school? Not with a baby on the way. The dream of backpacking through Europe? Can't get time off. The dream of retiring at the beach? Not after the market tanked. Whether your dreams are big or small, they tend to fade away as the years go by. Ellen and Jack are a perfect example. When they got married, Ellen was working her way toward a partnership at a small law firm. Jack was a graphic designer and had dreams of starting his own design business. Right away, they started saving so Jack would have some startup capital when the time came to set out on his own. They had a five-year plan and a common goal. But after they'd been married for two years, Ellen was diagnosed with a chronic illness. Her doctor recommended she cut back her hours at work and try to reduce the stressors in her life. While they had good health insurance through Ellen's job, they still had new expenses to deal with that put a dent in their savings, and that meant Jack's dream would have to wait a bit longer. As Ellen's illness became more manageable, the job market became less stable. It no longer seemed like a good idea for Jack to venture out on his own, especially when he knew plenty of designers who would do anything for a regular job like the one he wanted to leave. So they waited a little longer. You can see how this will play out, right? Pretty soon, five years have passed, and then they have kids, and then ten years had gone by and the kids need braces, or they want to buy a bigger house, or Jack's mom dies, and his dad moves in with them. After a while, the dreams of those early days just die off. Now, Jack and Ellen would be the first to tell you that they have a great life, that they have made choices they feel good about, and that they are blessed beyond measure. But they also admit that they've missed dreaming about their future together. Ellen says, When we got married, I remember talking about how fantastic it would be for Jack to have his own company and really make his mark in the design world. His eyes would light up, even when they talked about it. Now most of our conversations are like business meetings. Who's doing what and when? I know he wouldn't trade our life now for anything, but I'd sure like to see that look in his eyes again. There's something life-giving about dreaming together as a couple. It's a reminder that you are stronger together than you are apart. It's a way of saying to your spouse, I look forward to the future with you. If you've lost track of the dreams you used to have, we believe you can get them back. We believe you can reclaim the life you envisioned, one dream at a time. The money part. There's a reason we take vows, to stick together for richer or poorer. Money ripples into every part of our lives as couples. That's why, whether you have it or you don't, money can test a relationship. 
If you think about the dreams you had when you got married, most of them had some kind of money component, buying a house, having children, getting a job, moving to a new city, traveling, spending time with friends. Money doesn't equal happiness, but money does play a part in whether our dreams turn into reality. And when money gets between us and our dreams, we get very unhappy and look for someone to blame. And guess who's sitting right there? Yup, our spouses. We meet with all kinds of couples, and there's a look we see that shows up in couples who have lost their dreams for what their marriage could be. It doesn't matter if they're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if they've been married for 40 years or four months. It doesn't matter if they argue constantly about money or if they never talk about money. They sit in our office and barely talk to each other, barely look at each other. When they do speak, their words are filled with blame and resentment and anger. And it's all because life hasn't turned out the way they hoped it would.